heard at the beginning, one with God the Lord Most High. Your hidden glory in creation now revealed in you, our Christ. And what a beautiful name it is! What a beautiful name. What a beautiful name it is, and nothing compares to this. What a beautiful name it is, the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Can we say, you didn't want, you didn't want heaven without us. Jesus, you brought heaven Jesus, down. Sin, my sin was great. My sin was great. Your love was greater. What can separate us? See, what a wonderful name. What a wonderful name it is. Yeah. What a wonderful name it is. The name of Jesus Christ. What a wonderful name! What a wonderful name! The name of Jesus. Listen that again. See what a wonderful name! What a wonderful name! What a wonderful name! The name of Jesus. Christ my King. What a wonderful name! What a wonderful name! See nothing compares to this. Nothing compares. What a wonderful name!
Happy Sabbath, Tabernacle. It's so good to be here with you. And though we may not be here physically, we know that God is with us wherever we may be. Um, I'd like to thank those who are watching again, whether you be at home or uh, looking at your phone or in front of the screen with your family. We want to say happy Sabbath to you. Uh, additionally, we want to just extend a happy Mother's Day to all of our mothers. Uh, we want to honor you. We want to bless you. Uh, especially want to uh, just uh, acknowledge my wife, Alexa. I love you. I appreciate you. You know what you mean to me and our family as well. So uh, happy Mother's Day. Uh, today, our sermon is entitled, "What Do Whatever He Tells You to Do. Do whatever he tells you to do. If you can open your Bibles or read with me, John chapter 2, John chapter 2, verses 1 through 11. John chapter 2, verses 1 through 11. On the third day, verse 1 says, there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Now both Jesus and his disciples were invited to the wedding. And when they ran out of water, the mother of Jesus said to them, they have no wine. Jesus said to her, woman, what does your concern have to do with me? My hour has not come yet. His mother said to the servant, Whatever he says to you, do it. Now there were six, now there were uh, set six water stones of pots according to the manner of purification of the, of the Jew, uh, according to the manner of purification of the Jews, containing 20 and 30 gallons. Jesus said to them, "Fill the water pots with water." And they filled them up to the brim. And he said to them, "Draw some out now, and take it to the master." And they took it. 
Verse 9 says, The master of the feast had tasted the water that was made wine and did not know where it came from, but the servants who, who had drawn the water knew. The master of the feast called the bridegroom. He said to him, Every man at the beginning sets out the good wine, and when the guests have well drunk, then the inferior. You have kept the good wine until now. This beginning of signs Jesus did in Cana of Galilee and manifested his glory and his disciples believed in him. Shall we pray? Dear God, I give you honor and praise. I thank you for your goodness this morning. God, I thank you for who you are and what you've done. And today, as we honor and bless our mothers, we pray that you will allow this word to encourage them and give them insight in this daunting world. So today, God, I ask you to fill me with your spirit, speak through me. In Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen. Mothers are very special. No one has more hopes, dreams, ambition, and love for a child than a mother. She diligently watches over, she diligently watches over her child. When her child is happy, she's happy. When the child hurts, she hurts. Our, mother tend, our mothers tend to be loving and kind, always finding ways to resolve problems and to keep the family together. In my own life, my mother has been there to instruct, encourage, comfort me many times when life has thrown me lemons. Many times, in fact, she's been there before I could even let her know I was struggling. Though my mother was not perfect, newsflash, no mother is, she has been a tremendous example of, of a mother's love for me. We find today, our discussion today will be on Mary, and though the Bible has very few accounts on Mary, I believe that Mary, the mother of Jesus, is one of the greatest examples of, of, godly mother, of a godly mother in the Bible. We find in Luke chapter 1, Luke chapter 1, uh, there is a story of the birth of Jesus being foretold, and we know that the angel Gabriel comes and he begins to tell Mary that she is about to have a child. And we'll pick it up from verse 31 of Luke chapter 1, and it says, And behold, you will receive in your womb and bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus. He will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God will give, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David. And as we know, Mary begins to tell him, hey, look, I know that you're saying this, but I haven't been with the man. So the angel begins to tell her how she's going to have this baby. And in verse 35, it says that the angel answered and said unto her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore, also the Holy One who is who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Now listen to Mary's uh, acclamation or Mary's confirmation of this, the instruction that God has given to her. Verse 37 says, for she says, for with God, nothing is impossible. Verse 38, then Mary said, behold, the, behold, the maidservant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. And the angels departed from her. Brothers and sisters, even before Jesus was conceived, Mary heard the instructions of God. She received it, acknowledged it, and she followed it. Mothers, to be a godly mother, you must receive God's instructions. Mother, are you seeking God's instructions for your life and your children? 
You see, Mary was a typical mother to an extraordinary child. She may have felt imperfect and adequate and vulnerable. Can you imagine the burden and responsibility she felt to raise Jesus in the fear and admonition of God? Can you imagine the social expectations of being a perfect mother? But instead of succumbing to her fear, Mary embraced the greatest blessing and the greatest blessings and challenges of motherhood. She believed God's word and she opened herself to his instruction and help. Like Mary, do you feel inadequate or vulnerable? Are you tired? Has the safe at, has the safe at home order increased work for you? Galatians chapter 6 verse 9 it says, the Lord of God reminds us, let us not grow weary and doing good for in due season. It says, for in due season, we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Mother, if this season has made you weary, I encourage you, do not give up. Seek God's instructions through his word and find comfort that he will not only give you peace, but he, but he will give you his perfect strength. Amen. For Isaiah 26, 3 tells us, you will be, he will keep you in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusts in you. Mothers, God's instructions to you are a lifeline that will inspire and strengthen you through motherhood. It is a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path. Additionally, this morning, a mother not only follows God's instructions for her life, but she also provides God's instructions for her children as well. Deuteronomy chapter 11, verses 18 and 21 says in the message uh, version of the Bible, it says, place these words on your heart, get them deep inside of you, tie them on your hands and your forehead as reminders. It says, teach them to your children, talk about Talk about them wherever you are, sitting at home, walking in the street. Talk about them from the time you get up in the morning until you fall into bed at night. Inscribe them on the doorposts and the gates of your cities so that you will live long and your children with you. Luke chapter 2 tells us that Jesus went to the temple as a child with his family during the Passover feast. Jesus was able to discuss the word of God with the chief priest and scribe. Based on this, we can infer that Mary created a home environment for Jesus that was conducive to his teachings. In my own life, I vividly remember as a young child, my mother clearly, my mother's clear instructions every morning. The moment you wake up in the morning, slide off your bed, assume prayer position and send up a prayer, she would tell me then fix your bed. She would always ask me every morning if I did my morning rituals, and if I didn't, she would send me back to my room, oftentimes with no breakfast until it was done. You know, I recall thinking, I'm hungry, how harsh. It was easy to set aside her instructions for something that seemed of greater importance, such as eating and playing and enjoying my day. However, her daily reminder lovingly taught me to put God first, then to commit to life's tasks and duties. 2 Timothy 3, verses 16 through 17 tells us, All scripture is given by inspiration of God 
and it is prof and it is profitable for sh for doctrines, excuse me, for reproof, for correction, and for instructions in righteousness, the emphasis instruction for righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. Today, are you overwhelmed with motherhood? However, I believe and I am convinced that God will give you instructions on how to raise, love, and nurture and care for your children if you read the word of God on a daily basis. But if you lack wisdom, and James 1 verse 5 says, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to you liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. If you want to be used by God this morning, faithfully seek his instructions daily and adhere to his word, no matter how hard or, or no matter how hard or tedious it may seem, God will bless you and your children. Second, a godly mother is a good influence on her children. Again, a godly mother is a good influence on her children. In the Bible, little is mentioned about Mary, but I believe it is because she led by example. Mary's greatest influence was that she recognized her need for the Savior, and she taught Jesus to know God, to hear his voice, and to follow it by her example. Let's look at Luke chapter 1, verses 46 to 39, and let's look at what Mary says about Jesus and her song. Mary said, my soul magnifies the Lord. My spirit has rejoiced in God, my Savior, for he has regarded the lowly of his, of his maidservant. For behold, henceforth all generations will call me blessed. She continues, for he who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name, and his mercy is on those who fear him from generation to generation. Throughout the life of Jesus, he is, he is constantly seeking his Father in heaven. We see when Jesus was found at the age of 12 in the, in the temple, we see it when Jesus is baptized and God loves, affirms, and blesses him. We see it when Jesus prays before every godly task. Mary's influence of trusting God and following him is seen throughout Jesus' life. By the life of Jesus lived, by the life that Jesus lived, we see that Mary influence, Mary's influence helped Jesus to trust God, follow God, and put him first. Mothers, your influence, your influence is important. You can influence your children for the better when you live a godly life. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 5 and 7 in the New King James Version states, You shall love the Lord with your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. And these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in the house, when you walk by the way, when you lay down, and when you rise up. Mothers, when you talk about the Lord and not other people, your children will see Jesus in you. Let me say that again. When you talk about the Lord and other people, when you talk about Jesus, excuse me, and not other people, your children will see Jesus in you. They will see him in your priorities, the things that you say, the way that you live. 
as your children's first teacher, you will influence their views of God. How can we say in public that we are followers of Christ if we do not follow him in public? How can we speak God's word to your children if you don't believe it enough to live it? Mothers, your influence may either confuse them or turn your children off on God. Or it can display that God is real, alive, and reachable. Though Mary's influence does not, though a mother's influence rather, does not control her children's outcome, her example can sway the outcome. Let me read that again. Though a mother's influence does not control her children's outcome, her examples can sway that outcome. The late great Maya Angelou told her transparent story in an interview about, in an interview about her mother who abandoned her at the age of three. The pain of her absent mother left her angry, resentful, and disappointed. Ten years later, at the age of 13, uh, Maya decided to let go of her resentment and anger and forgive her mother. Maya stated her reconciliation with her mom changed the trajectory of her life. Although her mother had, although her mother had made mistakes, her influence freed her to attain greatness. And as we know, Maya became a great poet author and great woman and a great woman of God. Today, are you struggling with your relationship with your mother? Are you scarred? Are you wounded from it? Let me encourage you this morning. Isaiah 66, 13, as Paul uh, read so eloquently this morning, tells us, I will comfort you as a mother comforts her child. Today, I just want to encourage you to allow God to comfort you and to heal you. I want to encourage you to allow God that comforts to comfort you and heal you from your mother's womb. Additionally, I pray and ask that you will uh, request of the Lord to uh, give you healing and reconciliation through his spirit. Remember, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, 18 tells us, Now all things are of God, who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. You see, as followers of Christ, our broken relationships can be restored and healed through the power of Jesus Christ and for his glory. Who knows what freedom you may experience or who you might become if you forgive and heal. Lastly today, a mother must be involved in their child's life. A mother must be involved in a child's life. And I define involvement as involvement is paying attention to God's will in the season and capacity he has placed you in and being in tune with your children during their, during their developmental years. Let me read that again. Involvement is paying attention to God's will in the season and capacity he has placed you in and being in tune with your children during their developmental years. In my own life, I recall a moment uh, when my mother and I went to Horseman Middle School to register for my first year of middle school. As we approached the driveway, there were five to six middle-aged boys running across the lawn with law enforcement following them, following closely after them. Um, sitting in the front seat of the car, my mother and I watched the police put them to the ground, tie, they basically tied plastic handcuffs and proceeded to uh, search vigorously for whatever they were looking for. 
After watching this, I opened the door and immediately my mother pulled me back into the car and we drove off. That day, my parents decided to send me to Miami Union Academy, and in eighth grade, I gave my life to Christ. Looking back, my mother's involvement saved my life. She saw what, she saw what could have been my future or my death, and she determined no matter the cost or stress, she would enroll me in Christian education. At that point, she did what Jesus told her to do. What about you? Can you, trace, can you trace the involvement of those who have been motherly to you? And what impacts have they left? But most, but most importantly, what does involvement look like? Proverbs chapter 1, verses 8 and 9 tells us, Hear, my son, your father's instructions. Forsake not your mother's teachings. So our mothers teach us these things. For they are, for they are a graceful for they are a graceful garland for our head and a pendant for your neck. Secondly today, involvement includes the process of letting go and giving our children to God fully as we function in our new capacity, either as a supporter, uh, advisor, and an observer. You see, a challenge of motherhood is realizing that we don't own our kids and that we don't own our children. God does. In Luke chapter 2, the story that we read earlier this morning, it states that the mother of Jesus is at a wedding, is at a family wedding in Cana of Galilee. Jesus and his disciples were present as well. The text tells us at some point in verse 3, Mary, who was likely a close relative of the family, found out, found out that the wedding started running low on wine. You see, a shortage of wine at a Jewish wedding meant social disaster for an event that could last several days or weeks. Thus, wine supply, as you can see, was a major consideration. In those days, a wine shortage, a wine shortage showed lack of preparation, uh, poor hospitality, careless, carelessness that would have brought shame and disgrace to the family. You can imagine the chatter that you can imagine the chatter had the shortage been discovered. How can the master host be so careless? How would they let this happen? The Bible says that Mary gets involved and tells Jesus, they have no wine. In other words, they need your help. Jesus in, in, in that same chapter, verse 4, replies, Dear woman, what does your concern have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. At this point, and at this point of this text, Jesus was... Uh, baptized by John, and he had overcome the temptation in the wilderness. His life's mission and agenda was set by God to save us all. Thus, Jesus separated himself from his mother's authority to establish the authority of God the Father over his life. This encounter illustrates something very significant about motherhood and the challenge of motherhood that mothers be uh, that, that it becomes very difficult. Inherently, mothers may want to hold their children because they love and want to protect them. At some point, however, mothers must relinquish control and yield that over to Christ. Like Jesus, your children will break away from your authority and you will have to become an observer. However, your prior involvements, engagements, influence, and instruction has to be enough where you trust that you have trained up 
this child in the way that he or she should go so that they will not depart from it when they are old. In Megan Meeker's book, Strong Moms, Strong Mothers, Strong Sons, page 269, she states, wise mothers spend so much time and energy trying to do things for their children. They forget what really shapes their character and their future. Your example and your character. Wise mothers know that we need to do less for our children and be more to them. Continuing in John 5 verses, John 2 verses 5, it says, Mary relinquishes her authority and tells the servants the five most important words a mother can ever tell their child. She tells the servants, do whatever he tells you to do. These five words sums up the roles of those who mother or are mothering. John 9, John 2 verses 9 also continue and it tells us in the same chapter that Jesus turns water into wine and the wedding becomes a great success. This story is not just about Jesus saving the wedding, but shows that the key to heaven and its deliverance during life's challenges is doing what he tells you to do. After all, Jesus turned water into wine. In other words, he takes bad situations and makes them great. The wine represents the best of Jesus when we heed Mary's word. When our children and individuals meet Jesus, do whatever he tells them, and, he do, and they do, excuse me, whatever he tells them, miracles happen. You become a better mother and a Christian. Lives are restored. Transformation takes place. But in John chapter 2, verses 5, Mary whispers these words, they have no wine. They have no wine. They have no wine means more than just the lack of a great drink. It means not having the spiritual life that only Jesus can give you. It means stop satisfying yourself with substitutes when God is trying to give you the real deal. Mothers and children of God, what are you running out of? Has things turned dark in your life? Let me bring it home. Maybe it's time. Maybe it's patience. Maybe it's money or hope or possessions. Maybe it's a crisis of faith, a lack of belief or a need for a savior. Today, know that God can change our situation. It's not about being the perfect mother or having the perfect life or the best solutions. It's about trusting a perfect and loving savior. So what is Jesus telling you today through his Holy Spirit? Something in your life needs to change. And what is it? You know, the interesting part of, of this story is that Mary is literally the first teacher and she's been involved in Jesus' life. And now, if you culminate this whole entire thing, she comes right back and she's a part of Jesus' first miracle. Pretty interesting stuff. And the, and the very thing that she says, I believe, sums up the whole purpose or the whole foundation of what it means to be a Christian. Serve. It says, uh, love the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. In other words, do whatever he tells you. Today, I want you to know that God says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So I encourage you to do whatever he tells you. The Bible says he will never leave you nor forsake you. I encourage you to do whatever he, says, whatever he tells you. The Bible says that if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things have passed away and he makes us new. So this morning I tell you to do whatever he tells you. 
So today, what are you running low on? God is ready and willing to fill you up because this story clearly tells us that when God gets in the picture, transformations and miracles happen. So today you may be watching me right now or sitting in your and, 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 and looking at your screen and just trying to figure out what has God been telling me? But more accurately, during this time with the COVID-19 and all these things that are happening, you know, maybe perhaps God is slowing us down just enough so that we can listen to him and do what he tells us. Today, if that's you, I just want to pray for you. I want to pray for our mothers. I want to pray for those who are on this Christian walk so that together you and I can do whatever he tells you. Shall we pray? Dear God, I give you honor. I give you praise for all that you have done. God, I thank you for mothers everywhere. I thank you for their concern. I thank you for their love. I thank you for their compassion. Lord, I thank you for the the mothers who have faithfully and are doing their best to live a life, not only to serve you, but to raise their children. But Lord, I also lift up those who may perhaps have failed as mothers and, and Lord, they are in need of your love and your reconciliation. God, please forgive and heal those who have been broken, be it a child or be it a mother. Lord, I ask that you will restore those relationships for your glory. Today, God, I also lift up just all the Christian, all of Christendom, all of us who are in this walk, knowing that, Lord, without you, we can do nothing. And Lord, as we were reminded in the story that you can turn water to wine, that God, whatever we think is bad, whatever we think is good, that Lord, you want our lives to be better than good when you are involved. So Lord, give to us what, only, what you only can provide. Today, I ask lastly that you will continue to guard our hearts, guard our minds, guard our children. Lord, be with our church, be with this world and all the different things that may be happening. But most importantly, God, as we walk through this world, help us to listen to you and to do whatever you tell us to do. May God bless you, Tabernacle. May he keep you as we continue to do what he tells us to do. May God bless. I want to thank Elder Philosan for those timely words. Truly, as mothers, especially um, single parents, it's a challenge in today's world. It's a challenge even today during this COVID pandemic. And so we have, though, we are not despondent because Jesus is saying to us, trust in the Lord with all your might and lean not to thine own understanding. In all thy ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct our path. We pray that you will continue to be with God, that you will trust him, that you will be able to depend upon him because he has never failed. Like Elder Philosant have said, he promised that he will never leave us, nor will he forsake us. So as tomorrow the world will be um, celebrating Mother's Day, we want to take this opportunity to wish for all our mothers Happy Mother's Day, and may God bless you and continue to be with you, especially in the role that you have to play in the rearing of children in today's world. Thank you for joining us today for our online worship, for joining us, and for we pray that you were blessed as a result of this sermon. Just a few reminders. We want you to remember that we have AYM at 6 p.m. this afternoon. Visit our website, 
and click Stream Live to join us. We also have Wednesday night prayer meetings at 7.30 p.m. Oh, don't forget, we will have Youth Church via Zoom at 12 p.m. today. So we are also encouraging you to continue calling and praying for one another as we negotiate, as we, as we navigate these unique times as a church family. We love and miss you and pray that you are all safe and healthy. Have a blessed week, family. God be with you. Thank you for joining us for our worship experience today at Tabernacle. It is our hope and our prayer that you have received a blessing from today's service. If you're watching us on Facebook, remember to follow and like our page. If you're watching us on YouTube, subscribe so you can join us for future worship experiences. Because when you miss a week, you miss a lot at Tabernacle. Sir